And this guy sent his gas truck, his, I believe it was a RC10T, just sending it up there. He got super air and then he landed on the back, which of course breaks the back bulkhead. So he broke his truck. And when I saw that, I couldn't help myself. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) and then finished the race. Hey, this is Alex Sturgeon with the Hobbytown Hobbyplex, and with me as always is... Will Brinton. Yeah, our buddy Will Brinton. (laughs) And uh, I'm really excited because uh, not only are we doing our podcast on Monday night like we always are, but we have finally figured out how to get our podcast live streamed in its raw form on YouTube, and we can actually see and hear Will Brinton. We're all Monday night live and raw. Monday night live and raw. We're super happy right now in the uh, in the studio. Uh, Webrise.com team is giving each other high fives, um, except not with the actual hands because they can't touch each other uh, due to the COVID virus. Even <laughs> though they're married, they're giving each other fake elbows. We've winks, landed on the moon. Winks across the table. <laughs> I don't know all sorts of fun stuff. I would like to bring up that this and every episode is brought to you by Pivot Lending Group. You can get a hold of Don Zoller and use the promotion code. Well, all you got to do really is mention the Hobbyplex show, and you can either get a $500 lender credit or 0.25 off of your rate for any sort of refinance or home purchase. Don Zoller is ready and waiting for you to uh, refinance your house or buy a new house, whatever you guys need I, to do. Yeah, I just can't wait to get that that message or we find out that somebody mentioned the hobby yeah, show. That's I'm like, a, Oh, I'm so excited. I just want to, it sounded like they had a lead of some sort from it. So I'm, I'm curious to see uh, what he says. David Olson, which is Aiden Olson's dad was yeah, also uh, known as Aiden. Olson's also dad. known as Aiden Olson's dad. He was in our store on, um, was it Sunday? I don't know. He was in our store at some point. He was really happy with the last show because we did it right. So nice. We can't forget to do that. Yeah, we did it. First time for everything. First time for everything. So, coronavirus update. I worked on my uh, my Losi car and got it all set up for dirt and actually took it out and drove it for uh, a battery pack or two. It actually worked uh, pretty. Yeah, I know, right? It uh, even the track being as uh, dry and blown out as it is, it actually I was really impressed by it. I'm I I can't wait till we get to race again. I'm just. Ugh, it's killing me. When do you think we're gonna race I don't again? Oh man, I don't know. I, I think West West just called called me because he has that B sixty four that I can have. Yeah, and I got has. your. He's just gonna give me a sec. I have your uh, uh, VT VT sixty four conversion at the Plex waiting for you. Okay, I see that. Like, I haven't gone anywhere. Like, I went over to Kyle's two weeks ago after work for like a half hour. Oh, and that man. was the last time I've been anywhere. Yeah. I rode my, I've ridden my scooter, but there's nowhere to go. So I just kind of ride around and come back. Yeah. Omaha just closed down all the parks because a bunch of idiots at Benson park ruined it for everybody. And <laughs> were they, were yeah. They like and I'm just like, or something? I was just so upset the day that they did that. They, they announced it on a Sunday and I was getting ready to ride my bike that night and they, or no, maybe it was a Saturday. I don't know. Either way, initial word was that, my bike trails were closed. So the entire mountain bike community 
started freaking out and trying to get, you know, whether or not it, we could ride there because the mayor said that the trails were open. So technically there's a trail there, but it's a dirt trail. So does, so did she mean just the concrete trails or the dirt trails? And, uh, we got confirmation back from the parks department that we could ride there. We just can't park in the parking lot. So we have to find somewhere to park and then ride in and ride out basically. And then it got cold. Then it got cold and stupid. I'm kind of in a mood today Yeah, because I had Easter off because we were closed. And then I had today off because I pretty much have every Monday off. And uh, it's kind of a growing, it's been a trend for the last almost year and a half to two years where it's like sucks. Like, just raining or it's super windy out. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm just frustrated. You see a scooter. So we had this format, right? Where we were going to do this thing. And then the formats just went to crap because I can't think of too much hobby news right now. Can you? Nope. There's nothing to format. How can you format nothing? (laughs) So normally we'd say hobby news. What about... He made a post today, so I guess I guess we can talk about it a little bit. And that's Jared Tebow uh, got really sick. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna bring that up. He said he doesn't know if he has it yet or not. Right, like the COVID. Man, it's got to be rough though. I don't know. He said he tested negative for the flu and he has a crazy fever and all the symptoms. So yeah, the symptoms I, all like sound like he would have it, but then the the test that he took said that he came back negative. So. I mean, what does that mean? Oh, I thought he, I thought he said that he was waiting for the results. Well, they, the he test. took apparently, according to his post, that they 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 gave him a COVID test and it came back negative. But the doctor said that if mm-hmm. it came back negative, that they were going to do it again because the tests are only like seventy percent reliable. So they're he's waiting mm-hmm. for one more test, and then he after he said after that he doesn't ah. want to do any more tests because you got to stick that thing all the way up your nose and it's really uncomfortable. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. Um, so I've done the flu test before and it's the same thing. They like scratch your brain. Right. That doesn't sound good at all. They go all the way back. (laughs) So anyways, so, uh, hobby news again, uh, Tebow actually had to go to the hospital. You know, I just watched the Facebook feed and within, you know, a few minutes, you know, the guy had like a hundred something responses on his, on his post. Um, I haven't checked it lately, but it sounds like he's getting a lot of support and obviously thoughts and prayers and prayers, thoughts and prayers going to him. So it sounds like he's going to, he's feeling better already. So hopefully the worst of it is over for him. But if, if he did get, if he did get this COVID-19 virus, he'd, he would be the first person that I personally know that actually would have it. Oh, same here. I don't, yeah. Cause I I didn't know anybody actually had it before. I was going to text him, but it's like, yeah, yeah, I don't want to bug him. I was going to send him a, like hang in there meme, but I didn't find anything in there appropriate. I just don't want to bug him. I don't want to bug him either. I'm sure there isn't a ton to do, but I'm sure he's doing a lot of sleeping. Yeah. If he can sleep, I don't know. Sometimes you're too sick to sleep. Yeah, that's true. I slept a lot today. We had nothing to do because, again, my two days off have basically been ruined by this cold snap being cold and rainy and stupid. I kind of wish I would have became a meteorologist because I am interested in weather and that sort of thing a lot. And you can be wrong about 50% of the time and still keep your job. So I'm good at being wrong. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I should have done that. But the, the problem with that was college and me and the sciences, not very, I wasn't very good at it. Yeah. I skipped a lot of those classes actually. I was always pretty good at it, science stuff. Really? Yeah. 
Did you um, letters never really added up? I was never really a strong writer or reader. Oh, a couple of my, I think I had a geology class. Is it geology? Geography. Maybe it was geography. Anyways, I had one of these classes that you had to take and you got the syllabus and it was like, like an inch thick and it gave a week by week mm-hmm. detail of what was going to happen for the entire semester and what you're going to be tested on and everything. And so I learned real quick because it was like a 9 a.m. class or something like that. And I'm not, I, I'm still not a morning person, but I'm a lot better than what I used to be. But back then in my 20, in like mm-hmm. 19 and 20, there was no way I was going to get to class at 9 a.m. in the morning. And I realized that all I had to do was show up for test day. So I skipped pretty much 80% of that class and still got, still mm-hmm. ended up with like a C plus, which was fine for me. Nice. <laughs> Squeak on by. Squeak on by. You want to tell some stories? Because- the Plex is still open about this today. Yeah. The Plex is open. We're still practicing, limiting it to 10 people. We haven't had to turn anybody away. The very first Friday and Saturday that we had, uh, we did have to tell some people to, to either come back later or it was full. But since then, we really haven't had a problem with that part of it. Um, we haven't really had a problem Mm -hmm. period, but we've just been open and, and hammering away. And we had a guy come in, I think it was Friday. Thursday or Friday. I think it was Thursday. And he was kind of an older gentleman and you could clearly tell that he did not give a crap about anything. He was leaning over our counter in front of Kip, by the way, not in front of me, leaning over in front of the counter <laughs> and he coughed like <laughs> right on Kip, <laughs> like yeah. right on him. And I was on the other side of the store and I heard it and I, I looked over and I was like, dude, did that guy just hack on on us without even like covering anything up. I almost, I was thinking about it. I was like, I, I, it would have been the first situation in which we had where I would have been like, sir, can you please keep six feet back, uh, on the X Mm -hmm. mainly because he was coughing on him, you know? And I didn't want, Mm -hmm. I didn't really want to, to Kip to feel, you know, distressed or anything like that. Kip, Kip's been wearing a mask to to work all day, which is fine. You know, uh, it's recommended. I probably won't do it, but, um, Mm -hmm. but Kip is, and that's fine. But then afterwards, Kip, I was like, dude, I, I talked to him and Kip, Kip didn't even realize what was going on until after he was gone. It seemed like, like he was more upset after the guy left. And I said that I was going to say something and he was like, you're right. Should have, <laughs> but it didn't yeah, happen. Thanks a lot. Jerk. Yeah, thanks Dirk. But <laughs> thanks for nothing. That was, that's been the only guy or the only person in the store that I've felt kind of uncomfortable being in there with all this going on. I'm a lot more aware mm-hmm. of what's going on. Like one more thing before you, before you can tell us a racing story, if you want to. Oh, I don't, I don't know if I have one. You've got, to think of you've one, got go plenty. Ahead. You've got plenty. I come into the store today or coming, uh, coming here to get my, my, uh, my last kickstart for the day. Um, mm-hmm. I'm standing there in line waiting to go. And behind me, I was going to go get a donut too. I was going to get a kickstart and a donut. So let's get a full blast of sugar. And, uh, mm-hmm. In front of the donut thing is this big husky guy and he's asking the QT guy a question and all of a sudden out of nowhere, he hacks like <laughs> not covering his mouth again and at, and he was and his cough was directed towards where the donuts are. And I'm like, hmm. nope, not getting a donut today. Huh. So I turned around, got in line and then I was just looking at the cashier like please 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 bring me up get me out of here before this guy comes and hacks on me 
Please, I don't want to get coughed mm-hmm. on. Please, please, please come and he's, get me. He's like asking stupid questions <laughs> like, hey, are these hand frosted? Or- <laughs> <laughs> I was just happy that he wasn't, uh, that he I, he didn't get anywhere near me. So, and I didn't get anywhere near that guy because I was like, dude, come on, man. There's a thing about being like coughing in the open now. You get, you get dirty looks like if you're walking your dog without a leash now. But still, when somebody does do that, I'm, I'm like way more alert of it than I, than I ever have been. I went to Home Depot on Saturday, but I did the the pickup thing, so it was just like in and out. Like mm. I had to put a new new faucet in my uh, kitchen because the one we had was like I don't know. It's like the one that uh, was put in originally or something, so it was like nearly rusted through. You'd like turn the water on and it'd start spraying all over the counter. So it's like I got to do that do something. So I had it like. Set aside, paid for online, drove up, and just had to. Oh, you did walk, the drive drive up thing. Up to the guy. Yeah, oh, I that's did. Nice. Um, I had to wear. Yeah, I had to. I wore a mask, and as one of those guys, I wore a mask and grabbed it and ran like I was going to be eaten alive. Like, <laughs> but I guess that's. I guess that is the only place I've been in that long. But I didn't go in. So. Emerson and I went to Home Depot today, actually, and it felt really weird because yeah. they had like places where you had to stand and, and entrance only on one side and you couldn't walk in the other side. And, and, and then, uh, I actually had to turn something to Lowe's today for my wife. She bought something online that we didn't need. And Lowe's is mm-hmm. even worse. They had like the entrance and exit only, but they, and places to stand, but then they also had all these like plexiglass panels up everywhere to protect their employees. Hmm. And it just, it felt weird. I don't know. I didn't really, it started to get, make me like upset so do you think that after all the all this is over with and there's no more COVID or whatever, the, the curve's been flattened enough finally, um, do you think that when we're finally through this that the uh, panels will come down? That That's like my biggest I don't know. question is like, do you think they're going to take the, the panels down? or? I don't know. I, I, I can see them staying up. And I can see us using masks a lot more. When I went to China, everybody's wearing masks. A lot of people were in masks. Not everybody, but a lot of people. Yeah. A lot more people than I've seen ever here in the States. And I think, I think, I think that's because here there was a stigma that if you're wearing a mask, there must be something wrong with you. Right. Or you're just like, right. you're just like ultra, you know, um, uh, what's the word? Hypochondriac or whatever. But I yeah, think I think that stig- boy. I think it's going to be gone. I think that stigma for wearing the mask thing is going to be gone, and I think you're going right. to see a lot more people just doing it in general now. Anyways, yeah, I think that that uh, like the stigma, or we were going to have a lot more germaphobes coming out of this. Yeah, you know, I want to get a road warrior mask. That's what I want my mask <laughs> to be. And then when I'm like, yeah, when I'm when I'm standing in line in the QT, I want to be like, um, oh. You will bring that for me. Now we leave. Now we go. I want to be that. I want to do that. Just yeah. See, I, if, see if that stigma is The only thing I could demolish. There's that, that South Park with the, the farting. Yeah. Like the women the queef fart episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that episode. <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> that was the only thing I could think of when you said the road warrior. <laughs> I had to show Cameron the other day that that clip actually because he didn't know what I was talking about and I'm like, oh, man, uh-huh. okay, look here, I brought it up on YouTube and I'm like, you got to see this. this is really funny. Yeah. We shouldn't talk, we shouldn't I, go there very much because remember uh, we got we got uh, sponsors and we got other people that we need to uh, 
But we can still laugh yeah, about I that. Yeah, I don't want to Wayne. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to Wayne's world this, yeah, this we deal don't. we got. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, I've been so uh, broken because we haven't been able to race so much. We haven't been able to race, so we can't talk about race results. We can't talk about the pros racing. We can't talk about any of that stuff that we're used to talking about, I guess. Well, because I, I took that week off after after I was done with the winter, or the carpet series. Yeah, and so you haven't raced longer I, than I, I was, haven't raced. Yeah, I, I just took because there was that one like really nice weekend. I was like, man, it's gonna be hard not to do outside stuff, and I really don't have to race. And I haven't had a weekend off in like a year, so like I've been racing like every weekend for a year straight, nearly. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna take a second off, and then it was just like. Oh, we're not racing ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I went to go fly the other night. I forgot about this. I went to go fly Mm -hmm. the other night because I was looking for something to do. We haven't been able to race. So I'm like, you know what? I got my planes. Um, I'm ready to go. So I went up to Omaha's on a Sunday night before they closed the parks. As we got there, we pulled into the parking lot and we closed the gate behind us because they were, they were trying to limit. They had this thing about limiting it to 10. And if you leave the gate open, maybe people that aren't flyers would come in anyways. So I, I yeah. close the gate behind me. We park, we get out. Emerson's with me. He goes, Hey dad, is that a fire over there? And I'm like, I don't know. And I look over there and sure enough, there's a little baby fire. And I thought, well, maybe that's, um, one of the, because there are some homes back there. Maybe they're doing like a controlled burn in a barrel or something like that, you know? And he's like, well, can yeah. I go check it out? And I'm like, yeah, go check it out while I'm getting this plane figured out. So he runs down there and he gets out his, his phone and he starts taking video of it. And I hear from, from way back there, he's like, he's like, I don't think this is a controlled fire. And he runs back. And by the time he ran back, I look over and where he was standing was engulfed in flames. So it was like a full blown grass fire. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, well, I better call 911 on this one. Cause I was more worried about the field. The field wouldn't get damaged, but all the grass around the field could. So Mm -hmm. I called 911. And, uh, that took up about an hour of flying time that I was going to, I was going to have to flying on Sunday. So they, they got it all fixed up. I went, I went live on Facebook on my personal Facebook, um, you know, just to show everybody, you know, my friends and stuff that, that fly out there. I'm like, whoops, this just happened. I'm going to guess it was from like a runner or something. Maybe they flicked a cigarette. I don't know. There's people that, that it's weird. Some people's minds automatically go to the negative on that stuff. Like, Oh, somebody did it on purpose, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Seems not necessarily. Weird. But anyways, I thought a plane crashed or something. Right. Well, that's what immediately th- people thought that, uh, cause I was the only one up there. So one of the messages I got was, did you crash your plane? Cause they thought maybe a lipo exploded. And I'm like, Nope, that definitely wasn't me. Turns out the plane that I wanted to fly, I've had this extra 300 since March of last year that I've never actually maidened or flown before. Mm-hmm. And I went up there and it wasn't linked up to my radio. So I didn't even get a chance to fly it. So I just flew my ultimate after the fireman left. I flew my, my ultimate biplane, a couple batteries. And then we got home. And then of course that weekend they, they closed the parks, which means that Omaha is now closed too, because it happens to be in one of the Omaha public parks. So I can't even fly. A bummer. Yeah. Can't even fly my extra 300. I was going to make a YouTube video on it and everything like that. And, uh, so far just, Things just has not gone my way when it comes to this stuff. Mm-hmm. Kind of bums me out. Yeah, me neither. However, uh, you can still crawl. You should come up and rock crawl. We'll do it. Uh, we can crawl on the crawling course when it warms up. 
Yeah, that'd be cool. I just need to do something. My wife hasn't left the house in forever because she's not working. So she's a hairstylist, and they were the first ones to get shut down. Yeah. Yeah. Super lame. I'm kind of annoyed a little bit by the park closure thing. Like, I get why they did it, but at the same time, like, if you're out, like, Memorial Park, for instance, somebody got cited for being in Memorial Park. Memorial Park's this massive, huge green space park in the middle of Omaha. And there's a person walking through the park and they're getting cited for walking through the park by themselves with nobody else around them. That seems kind of draconian to me. Not a yeah, big, I'm not a, a big fan excessive. of that. Yeah. I'm just not a big fan of that. I thought this was America, right? Like, I know. I've made uh, quite a few sketches for our track build whenever we get to that. Yeah, I saw that. I want to do a back straightaway. Yeah, I like the back straightaways. Yeah. Back straightaway for the summer. Cars going. I want to do that, and then mm-hmm. I want to be able to use that elevation change coming up to that that first lane. I want to use that multiple mm-hmm. multiple times, up and down. Yeah, because that kind of what is what separates our track, you know, from anybody else's, really. Yeah, and then from the boys. And then next year we're going to go the other direction so that the nitro racers can pit a little bit easier, so you're facing the right direction. And that's, then that's always nice. Yeah, and then also the loop would be in the right spot, so. Like this year, if you had a mm-hmm. fl- if you had a flame out and you got started up within a certain period of time, you kind of, you wouldn't really, it wouldn't really hurt you that much because the loop mm-hmm. was after pit lane, which is never a good thing for a nitro race, but I just kind of went with it and right. I kind of told everybody the same thing. Like, look, it's the same for everybody. So, you know, this person might benefit yeah. this time, but next time you might benefit. So just go with it, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's my plans for the next, uh, next year, uh, for the track layout part of it is, uh, at least for the summertime, when we get, when we finally get to summer series race, we'll have a back straightaway and probably the loop will be on the back straightaway too. We have a long enough loop that reaches back there. So is our, so did social distancing orders go out till May? No. Yeah. So that's kind of the spot we're in. So we, we, last week we announced that we were, we were at least postponing the spring champs. And now the next mm-hmm. big one after that would be May 16th. That's our, uh, that's our first summer series race. Well, it all right. depends on how many people they allow you to have, which sounds crazy to me, but right now it's 10. Well, even if they make it 50, right. That's yeah. still, that's yeah. still not enough for a summer series race. You need like 150. Yeah. People wise. I mean, nor- normal people yeah. at, a, at a summer series race is about 80 to 90 maybe even a hundred people right. depending on the turnout. Right. But then, but then you, you know, you think of the dads and the, the right. family and oh, stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. That, that's why I said, it said 150. Yeah. No, you're you right. I think of everybody. That's everybody. In the building. Yep. Yeah. You're totally right there. So, yeah. So I don't know. It's going to be a tricky spot. I think we won't make a decision on that until we get close enough. Cause you never know what's going to happen. Nebraska's. Yeah. Nebraska's definitely benefiting from having a governor who's not completely insane like uh, uh, some other governors that are like, you know what uh, I thought was crazy was I've seen, I think it's Michigan where they, they announced that Home Depot and Lowe's, like they're taking control of what businesses can sell now. They can remain open, but they can only sell essential services. Well, who decides what's essential? That's my question at that point. Who decides what is essential? 
it really, at this point, anything that keeps people in their homes is kind of essential, right? So, I mean, so you could say that uh, shipping me scooter parts through Amazon is an essential item because I don't have to go anywhere. Right. You know, uh, it just depends on how uh, picky you want to get about it. Yeah. You know? So what they're trying to do, it seems like, is uh, only selling essential items. So... They, they're trying to make it so you only ha- go there unless you need to. Unless right? you absolutely have to. I so, get that. And I and I understand right. it. But that, that's what it they're seems, trying to do. It and, seems weird to me that government, even small local governments, which usually have more direct power in that regard, it seems right. weird to me that, they're, that they can do that. Yeah, it does to me too, but... Uh, I mean, I get what they're trying to do, but unless they're going to shut them down, why why put a restriction on it? Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Wait here. Since we're taking a break. Is that your lemon and water? Yeah. Is that your homemade stuff? That's my lemon water. That's my uh, a homemade non-alcoholic white cloth. I just opened my, my kickstart off microphone, which is a total waste. I just ruined it, but whatever here. Hang on. Oh. Hey, pass me a kickstart. Tasty. That's my third one today, by the way. Probably not good for me. Yeah. What else am I going to do? Uh, I slept till I slept till 2 p.m. today. <laughs> nice. I haven't done that since I was in high school, I think. We got we got this new couch and it's really comfortable and I slept mm-hmm. on it. Gretchen wouldn't let me uh sleep in in our room last night because I didn't wash my hair and I didn't want to <laughs> wash my hair. And so she wouldn't let me sleep in our bed. She's like just just sleep on the couch. And I'm like, I'll gladly sleep on the couch. It's comfortable. So I slept out there. I had the two cats on me the whole time. Um, yeah. Finn's this big fatty and he's sitting right here on my chest. And then and then Roxy, my skinny little kitty, she's she's she likes sitting on your head. So I had this like multi-animal nuzzle going on <laughs> that I don't Alex get. smelled so bad he had to sleep on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of the whole thing. I didn't smell bad. I just, she just. She's just very particular about things. So I, I like, like when I come home from working on the track, sometimes, uh, if it's like two 33 AM in the morning, I, I'm just so tired. I don't, I don't want to take a shower right away and go to bed. I just want to go to bed. So I'll yeah. just come in and I'll walk in the room and kiss her good morning or whatever. And be like, I'm going to sleep out here. And then she's like, okay. And then I go sleep on the couch mm-hmm. and then, yeah. you know, get cleaned I, up the next day. I'm a two shower a day, man. <laughs> I take a lot of showers. Sometimes. I'm very clean. Yeah. You try to be. So, uh, it's kind of cool that we're, uh, we're live streaming. There's, uh, looks like there's eight people online right now. I think we had the most we've had was maybe 14 or 15. That's pretty cool. Yeah. They're probably like, yeah, these guys are boring. Yeah. These guys are boring. <laughs> it is, it is weird because it's getting harder and harder to find topics to talk about. I, uh, I did post some questions. Hmm? Hmm? Oh, yeah? Do you have one? One of the questions that I got was from Joe Zaire. He asked if I tried something else behind, but besides Kickstart, and it was some drink that he had that he had going. Oh, rain? Yeah, maybe that was it. Yeah, here's I the, read it. Here's <laughs> the deal. No, I'm fine. I used to drink a lot, a lot of Mountain Dew. One of the reasons why I'm so fat is because I used to drink like like two one liter things of Mountain Dew a day back when I was like 19, mm-hmm. 20, 21, somewhere around there. And this yeah. this is, believe it or not, 
this is not as many calories and way not as much sugar as a regular Mountain Dew. So I have found right. my drink unless they discontinue it. Like I'm going to like when I die, like all my friends are going to be like, hopefully all my friends will be dead too. But, but uh, like, <laughs> hopefully, you know, I'll be so old that it'll just be one of those things, but people in my casket, there'll be like a six pack of this stuff. That's, that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, that'd be cool. The, uh, <laughs> the, the, <clears throat> so you said it has less sugar in it. Than it does whatever a lot less sugar. The, 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 the drink with the least amount of sugar in it is no sugar. I know. And the one with the least amount of garbage in it is water. I know. I drink a lot of water. I haven't had a pop. The last pop I had. Oh, okay. Uh, Andy and I the other day. Andy comes over to me. I'm working on the on the lathe or something, making a part. And he's like, man, we should get like a really dirty lunch today. I'm like, what? We're going to drop it on the floor? And he's like, no, let's go to McDonald's. I'm like, man, I haven't had McDonald's in like a year. All right, we're going to McDonald's. We're going to do it right. <laughs> so we go to McDonald's <laughs> and I got like a double a quarter pounder and a six piece McNuggets and a crazy large fry. And I got a Diet Coke, ironically. Did you feel like crap afterwards? <laughs> no, I didn't no. feel like garbage. There's that uh, like, normally. Isn't there that Tenacious D skit where, uh, Jack Black's like, yeah, yeah. I just want, I want five nuggets, not six. And no, I want, I, I want a four piece McNuggets and then cage, like whoever it's K or KG on the, on the background. He's like, take two chicken McNuggets and throw two of them away. I want a four piece <laughs> chicken McNuggets. I love, I love Tenacious D. Yeah, a lot too. of people don't know this. I love Tenacious D. Yeah. The, like my favorite song of theirs is uh, like uh, was it Rise of the Phoenix? Uh, it's called Thirty Nine. It's about Jack Black having this thirty uh, nine year old girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really funny. <laughs> you should listen to it. <laughs> I will. Um, she's thirty nine. I'm drinking white wine. It's so <laughs> funny. Oh oh, here's a good one. All right, here's a question. Dane Gangler. Our favorite uh, uh, fire starter, uh, not literally, <laughs> just, um, but if you were no longer competitive in RC, would you keep racing for the love of it or would you stop attending larger races? That's not a bad question. I don't know. I mean, I feel like you kind of go to a big race to learn something you know, for us. I, I, or experience a different place. Like I try to do the best I can and it usually ends up at a giant event being like a B main. B main is a win for me. Um, but, uh, I'd probably still go, I mean, ho hopefully by then I have like a kid or something or I'm going with a group and kind of helping grow it. But I mean, I, I, I just enjoy the, the other events and I like really enjoy club racing. It's just something that's important to me. So yeah, I, I think I'd still go to these big races and I'd still do the big events. Cause I mean, ultimately, like if we have a big event at the Plex and you don't race it, I mean, yeah, it's like uh, you're like, eh, I'm not fast anymore. And I don't think that's ever really going to happen. I think that like as long as I can walk and I'm, I mean, maybe when I'm in my 50s or something like uh, I might keep slowing down. But hopefully there's a 50 over class or something or 40 <laughs> over that I get to race and look cool in. But um, I think that like it makes it look it's a bad look like like if I'm not good enough to race a bigger event, then who is? You know, yeah, 
So what? The only only ten people will go. Ten people will make the main. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's not what this is about. You know. Yeah. That, that's that's my opinion. I mean, we don't race. We don't race to win. Like we race to have a good time. We would try to try to win club races and do the best we can. Do the best you can every time. I mean, you're doing pretty good. I think so. As long as your stuff works, I just want my stuff to work. Right. Race. I want my car to have good grip. I want it to turn well, and uh, I want to put in clean runs. And if I do that, I think I've done the best I can. I think if I, as I've gotten older, and somewhat slower, uh, I'm a lot more picky now about what races I go to. We've been we've been there, done that. Like we've gone to all the big races, and we've traveled forever, and. It's just like at this point, you know, do I really want to go to uh, trophy race number three or do I want to go to another giant event where I get to see my old friends? I think, you know, that's kind of what it is for me. I think having a place like ours also changes things a lot. Like, why would I go travel anywhere if I can just race at, at the Plex? Yeah, I mean, we're extremely spoiled and a lot of people don't realize that. What what we have at the Plex isn't the norm, yeah. and it's awesome. If if, you know? if we didn't have that, I would do what I used to do when I was younger, and I would travel everywhere every single weekend. I mean, there was mm-hmm. a point there I was going to Chillicothe, Missouri, every single Saturday for like three years straight, from 2000 yeah. to 2003 specifically. If we didn't have the Plex, and let's say there was a track in Des Moines and there was Fastlane in Missouri, I'd just alternate between yeah. the two. No, absolutely. No, 100%. Yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah. I don't know if I would do it every week because I get burned out on driving and yeah. even just riding in a in a car or van. Like I just get burned out on that. And, and you know, it, anymore. And a lot of that, you know, I'm married. We're both married. I'm married. Mm-hmm. You have a kid. And like, you know, I have stuff to do. I have responsibilities now and not as many as most, but I have some. Yeah. And I try to keep things in perspective, you know, but I don't think it would be like an every other week thing for me, probably every week. I say that, but I would just I'm sure I would just do it all like all in or nothing. I remember when Matt Francis retired and he I mean, fairly young. I mean, I think he was only 30 something or 40, maybe 40. I don't know. I think he had like a specific age that he was looking to stop racing and and focus on family and real estate and all that stuff that he's doing now. But one of the things Mm -hmm. that he wrote was a question that was asked to him was, would you ever just race again club race? And because there was, I mean, there are tracks near him. And I remember one of the things that he wrote was that if he wasn't able to, like he's super competitive. So if he wasn't able to put in the time and to put in the work to stay at a certain level, he didn't want to do it at all. So, I mean, it was just crazy how, this guy, especially because it's something I looked up to a lot because he's one of those pro drivers that would remember your name. Like even if, mm-hmm. he, even if he haven't seen you in three or four years, like I remember, yeah. uh, I saw him once in 98 and then I saw him once in like 2001, I walked up to the Losey pits at cactus and he looked up and said, oh, Hey, what's up fro boy? And I was like, Oh my God. Like Matt Francis remembered who I was by fro boy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Holy crap. Right it was just weird to me how somebody could just be like, Nope, I'm done. I don't think I could ever do that. I think this stuff is so ingrained into who I am that it would be mm-hmm. impossible for me to just shut off and not do any of that. I mean, you know, why don't you think I race full size race cars anymore? I can't do it on that level. Yeah. You know, on the level I wanted to do it at. And 
I'm fine with not doing it if I can't do it to its fullest potential. You know, it's like there's guys they race out at Eagle uh, on a weekly race, and you you, you go out there to have a, to turn some laps and have a good time, really, regardless of the class you're running. But for me, that's just like a club race. Like, I have that's gotten the way used. I look at that. I don't know. It's probably a bad thing, but I have kind of gotten used to being mid-pack now at, at some of these <laughs> races of ours. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, for a little while there, I was getting pretty ticked off at myself for not, not winning or not even, you know, being top three. And now I'm just kind of like, eh. okay. Yeah. Look at the competition. I mean, when, when Renderneck Mason and, and Vanderbeek are here, you're like, well, fourth is a win. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> like now I just look and see if There's- I'm the, if I'm the highest placing hobby plexer. Yeah. Well, the, the, uh, I've had ra- races where I've raced with those guys. You oh, know, I know. Me too. It, Not it's lately, only at the plex, but, though. but me too. Like, I, I haven't, right. I've gone to their track and raced with them. Like, well, back in the Blue Groove days, not the, was it the, the compound? In the Blue Groove days, I could, but those guys just cut so many laps there and that, like, they know that, that surface so well. It's hard yeah. to hang with them guys there. Yeah. It's, it's just like anything, you know, you go, you go to a race ahead of time and you prepare a week ahead of time. You're going to be in way better shape than you would if you just showed up. It's yeah. just, just a fact. Cause I remember the first time we went to the Reedy race and I didn't do it very well. And I talked to Jason about it and he was like, you know, if I wanted to go do really well at that race, you'd have to be there a week ahead of time. You know, if I'd been there a week, I'd be dialed. If yeah. I showed up green, never been to the track before, <clears throat> I'd, I'd struggle just like you. So, yeah. It's just the way it is. You have to be realistic. Yeah. I mean, I but, guess, and, I guess that kind of answers this question. I, I don't think I could ever stop. I, I probably wouldn't travel. Well, I don't travel near as much, but when I do travel, you won't see me go into too many outdoor nitro events because I'm, it, because of it. I've been through that. If it rains, it's not a ruins a track. I'm, so. I'm out. I've spent way too much money yeah. in the past, mm-hmm. you know, way too much time away from everything to, to do one of those again and to have it be ruined by, mm-hmm. by weather or rain or whatever it is. It's so. hard to commit, commit a weekend, to a race that's not guaranteed to yeah. happen, you know, unless it's like, you know, hot rod or some outdoor race like that in Southern California where it never rains very never often. Rains, but. Yeah. but I'd still, I still will travel, try to do something at least once a year if yeah. I can afford it. There was only one year at Hobby Haven that I think that it didn't nearly rain out. That I've been to mm-hmm. in the last when we went to that race like five or six years in a row. Yep, and I think it was 2012. It was then because 11 it rained out. We were raced at the electric pit in that mall, which was great. I mean, it was the only place we we're going to get the event in at. So it's like you can't really complain too much. The only thing that I wish I would have had was clay compound tires because I mean, and I think that like Mac and those guys they ran green compound at a out of respect for the guys that didn't have any right. clay tires to run there. But um, I think Mac won, if I remember right. He won mod two-wheel, and he ran flip-outs. He ran the same tires that he was going to run outside. And um, there's some, some guys that happened to have some, like, was it, uh, oh, X-Factory guy, Paul Sinclair. He had a set of clay compound uh, pink Losi tires for some reason. And he ended up running those, but... Then, like the next year, uh, 2012, we ran the event. Next year, rain nearly rained out. We covered the track and uh, lie, and then the year after that, we lied the track like crazy. And then the next year, I think that was when we had the uh, B5 and B5M, 
and we had to lime the track and then we cut the event short. We didn't do any bumps for the lower mains. And then um, we ran the A mains first. So we got the A mains in and then ran the lower mains because it was going to rain again. I don't think I was at that one. Yeah, I don't remember if you were there or not. I don't not. think I was. So there's a rumor that uh, we might be getting a big race in February, one tenth scale. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. What? This year? Or ne- this year? Well, technically it'd be 2021. It'd be 2021. Okay. Keep my fingers crossed that everything goes through the way it is. We have not had. Well, we haven't really done anything on the national level since nationals since 2006. Well, you can kind of count 2018's e-buggy nats as that, but it wasn't near as mm-hmm. big of a race. But 10 scale wise, we haven't had a big event since 2016 where the world just goes, oh yeah, the Hobbyplex still there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking forward to it. Do I, have, we, have we talked about this? We haven't. We do haven't. I know and what I, it is? And I, oh. I, I think you do. I, okay. I asked for permission to talk about it. And I was told to mention it as a rumor. Okay. You tell me later. <laughs> so, so it's a rumor. It's a, but it's uh, one tenth scale. So my only thing about it is I was going to put in for Nats next year, 2021. Mm-hmm. Now I don't think I'm gonna, because we're going to have this race. How big of a race is it? Probably a sellout. Huh. Probably a scale. sellout type. Yeah. 10 scale sellout type event for sure. Have, have we been to one of these events before? We have. Several did we times. travel for it? We did. Okay. Yeah. Have we hosted one before? We have. Okay, I know which one. Is. <laughs> so there you go. It's narrowed. I think I know. It's narrowed down for you. I but I don't I know. Should I? I, know. I mean, should I mean? It's not a guarantee that we'd get the nationals if we did bid for it. But if we did and we got it, then we would have this race in February, our spring champs in April, and then the nationals in August. Yeah, we'd Three. be a happening place. Huge events. It'd be and a big deal to make a main at a club race. So much end. work. Tons mm-hmm. of work. And it would interrupt the summer series again, just like it did uh-huh. in 2016 if we went that route. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I have to think February, about it. February, huh? Yeah. I have to think about it. Yeah, why wouldn't you? It'd be yeah, a good one. I know. It's too. Well, we have that race, and then we have the oval race, and then we have that race, or have the spring champs, and then we'd have... Yeah. You know, we've got a lot of racing. Yeah. Make up for lost time here. I know. I it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be tough for all these places to get schedule stuff on without scheduling stuff on top of one another because every track needs to get that lost revenue. So any track that's still open after all this is over is gonna have is gonna wanna have these races to kind of kind of help pick them back up and get some bills paid too. You know? Yeah. So, and that, that's the thing, like there's only so many weekends left in the year and you can't post postpone and rain date everything or yeah. fire state everything. I mean, if this thing goes till June or July for some of these states, I mean, there's <laughs> going to be a backup of all these, of these races going on. Well, yeah. I mean, we talked about going to some races this uh, fall and winter and it's like, hopefully the tracks are still there. Yeah. You know, I don't want to put rumors in or even tell anybody what races we're talking about, but it's hey, just like, uh, oh, man. Speaking of bills, we should probably take a moment to listen to our sponsor, PivotLending.com, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, we need to pay some bills. Yeah, you know, I'm thirsty. Yeah. Need, to, need some more lemon juice to put in my water. Mm, I'm going to drink a kickstart while we listen to PivotLending.com. And now, a word from our sponsors. Yeah! This is a Pivot Lending Update. 
Dave Rolson and Don Zoller. Get some. I've had two experiences. We, we bought both of our houses. We bought our house in, in 2003 and we had a first time, first time buyers thing where we didn't have to put anything down and it was actually pretty cheap to buy a house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yep. we turned around, used our equity that we had built up in that house to put down some down on our new house. And we still didn't have to put down very much on our new house. Mm-hmm. And it was a hearthstone mm-hmm. and you know, before they went bankrupt and they mm-hmm. were like, they just made things happen. It was super easy to get into our house. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of different ways that you can get low down payment. Yeah. With you pulling in some equity, I mean, you can get into 3% down, you know? So I, I suspect that's where you transfer your, your equity over. And yeah. was it a conventional loan? Do you remember? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's 30 year. Yep. And then we, uh, my wife takes Carol, so I'm kind of dumb about it, but we have like an accelerated payment thing too. Oh, good. Like so, so you make like two payments a month, something like that. Yeah, that's yeah. smart. Knocks off like eight bi-weekly. Years. Yeah, like seven or eight years. So you real estate, you've got a real estate agent who sells you the property, and then as far as mortgages go, you've got a, a licensed mortgage lender who handles your financing. So obviously, without the mortgage lender, the real estate agent can't sell houses because not many people can pay cash for a house. And right. yeah. without the real estate agents, the mortgage lenders don't have a lot to do because nobody's buying houses. So, okay. Did you buy it directly from Hearthstone or was it, was, was it uh, previously uh, occupied or was it new? No, no, it was brand new. Okay. Yeah, we built our house in 07. Yeah. So Hearthstone well, in, in handful of builders around here will have like preferred lenders. Hmm. And then those lenders will weave in like uh, low down payment programs. Some of them mean portfolio, some of the stuff, but yeah, uh, that's what makes it pretty easy because they they know the the builders program Mm -hmm. Uh, they know um what it's going to take to push it through on the conventional side and they're working hand in hand with the builder so it's kind of like having a a realtor licensed you know in a way nice david olson nmls 16099 don zoller nmls 277-589 we return you now to your regularly scheduled program Dude. Yeah. You know what I, uh, uh, I found the other day. So I would, and during my live stream, uh, Hobbyplex after hours on Thursdays, I was going through my drawer and I found an old team Losi sticker sheet, oh, really? white and black. So it'll, it won't mm-hmm. mismatch with my paint scheme. I think I'm going to put it on my 22 X four. Oh, cool. I think it's going to be the old school, uh, team Losi logo. I think it's gonna look cool. I think that I still think they should have called that car like the, the quadruple X or something like that. Like they should go back to the, the multiple X's. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. Like that, that would be like with Gil being back and everything. If they really wanted to set a precedence at that company, they need like to I re-release. They, like if it, they, re, they need to re-release the Jerks too. I guess they don't have any, they'd have to remake the molds. Oh. I guess all that tooling's gone. What? That's my understanding. That sucks. Well, Horizon never had it, right? No. Yeah, it was so, that was Team Losi. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Bummer. That, that that's my understanding. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know if all that tooling even exists anymore. Or even yeah, if you could, true. if it does, I mean, it's probably Rust City. You know, I got. Like a, who knows if you could even put a shot of plastic in it? I got my hands on a pretty nice 22 or t- 22. Geez, on a pretty nice double uh, X. I haven't actually gotten it yet, but I've arranged to get it. So 
I'm really excited about that because I already have a double X, but this one that I found is a little bit better shape than the one that I have, except that it's missing a few parts. So I'm just going to mm -hmm. take the two cars and make one car and then it'll be a, a way better addition to my car collection than I already have. Yeah. Cause the one I have now is kind of cool. rusted and, and kind of beat up. This one's way nicer shape. Yeah. I have that RC 10 that's never been driven. That's my shelf clean. Yeah. It was like a hot, it was a hobby town display model that I got. Oh yeah. So it's mine. Yeah. That's, uh, it, was, it was, it was at La Vista. It was built and never driven. Oh. Yeah. So I don't know. What do you got? You got, uh, your cars are all ready for racing. Yeah, mostly. I got to put my dirt car back together or my dirt two wheel. I guess I have two of them sitting there. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I was trying to think of what I wanted to do with my extra cars because I have a lot of cars sitting here. And I have a sprint or I have Jason's sprint car in that box down there. I haven't done anything with it yet. Yeah, there's no reason I to was, now. I had it until like October. Yeah. So, well, I should just get it ready for them and then ship it back in case they need it. Oh, that's true. I don't know. I got a lowered seat frame for my scooter, so it sits lower. I got some pegs for it. You can put your feet on the pegs, and then I have some. I have a triple tree mount for cool handlebars and a lower set of handlebars coming. So it'll look cool. Or, and uh, yeah, that's how I was doing. That's how I've been doing. Um, I can't think of a good racing story though. Um, can you think of one that I should tell? You should totally tell the one about the T-Rex arms that we talked about last week. No, yes, I don't want to. Absolutely. Um, it's so I don't funny. Know if that puts me in a good No, it's good one of the first that was one of the that was the remember um it was 2011. That was one of the very first races that you and I traveled to together. And uh we used like eight bottles of uh Trinity um buggy grip for that track yeah. down there. And then that track it was at Mike's RC before the state took it over down in Texas. And, uh, yeah. um, that track went from green compound to clay compound, like with like a light switch and very, there mm -hmm. was very little clay compound down there. I remember that. So we were all like, well, what, what do we do for tires now? And, uh, yeah. you know, clay compound was clearly faster. Yeah. It was that race where I'm like, I'm never going to an indoor track again without clay compound tires. Right. That was back in 2011. Yeah. Mayfield was there. Mm -hmm. That was like one of the first races I'd ever seen Spencer at. Yep. Damon and, uh, Borkowitz uh, was there. Yeah. Um, that's when Mayfield still drove for. Paula Mew uh, was there. Associated. Remember Paula Mew was there? Yeah. Paula Mew. Yeah. Paula Mew was there. Yeah. There were some, some pretty big names. Yeah. Well, what, ha what happened was it was like my first or second qualifier. It was two wheel. And there is this uh, kid running, and this is still like rear motor car days. Mm -hmm. And there's this, not a kid, he was a guy in front of me. And I'd followed him for like two laps. And I nosed in a couple of times on him on this one section. I just noticed that's where he was blowing a corner to try to get around him. And so it, I don't think it was two laps, laps. It felt like two laps. And so, so I kind of nosed my car in a little bit and he shut shut the door. I was like, well, okay. I thought this is a far qualifying, but so the next lap I noticed that's where he was making a mistake or blowing that corner. And so I just sent it in even harder and he still turned in on me and I just made my car heavy and wheel to wheel. And just, and just to point out, I think you were like two laps up on this dude. Yeah, I, I believe so. I, I was on a pretty, 
I was on a B main run and it was only my first or second qualifier. And cause I think you were in the B and yeah. I, I was top of the C. And so I, I, uh, did that and his car went flying and I was like, I'm going, I'm not waiting. And, uh, so I think he said something on the driver's stand and I just didn't say anything. I just didn't acknowledge it. And I was like, well, let's deal with it after. And I knew it was coming. So the race is over. I was like, I, I thought I did okay. I think at the time it was a, a middle of the B main run. They, my car was sitting over there and I saw this kid with the backwards hat on and his dad was standing over there and they're waiting by my car. And, I was like, <laughs> Man. and so I just kind of stood there and I thought about trying to find somebody to go get my car because <laughs> I just didn't want to deal with it. And so it goes over, I go over there and get my car and he starts grilling me. I don't even remember what he said and didn't even give me a chance. Like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, just, you know, whatever. Cause that's what I would have said. Like, I, I mean, I kind of gave you a couple laps and, you know, we're not racing for position and, um, you're racing me and I really don't know what I could do. That's what I was prepared to say, but the uh, guy, he was like, what was that all about? You didn't even wait, you hack. And I was like, well, I mean, you know, I kind of kind of gave you a lap to get out of the way and you're holding me up. And I said, I didn't take you out. I, your car was like sideways. And he was like, you know what? You need to grow some height. And, I was, and his dad was like, yeah, you need to get taller or something. I said, <laughs> and he has like, he had these like little, little baby arms. And I was like, you need to grow some arms dude or you need to grow some arms dude <laughs> and um uh, and as soon as i said that like i just like saw the fire light in those guys eyes and they're like like re- i was just ready for a brawl and i was like i set my car down and i was just kind of waiting for something to happen and over the pa it was like no arguing no fighting if you're fighting you're getting kicked out and I said, well, that's good enough for me, isn't it? And I, I picked up my stuff and went back to my pit. And I never talked to him again. The the, the dad was just mean mugging me the whole, right. whole week. I remember that. But I was like, I was like three mains ahead of him. I was like, what is that guy going to yeah. do? Like, this is this is supposed to be fun. I just thought, thought like, is this really what we're doing here? Like, I, I was just like, come on. It's well, like, it thing- like, I think it was... The thing was that I remember is you were like way up on the guy, like three laps on the guy or something like something insane like that. And he was just one of those guys that just didn't, doesn't, doesn't get it or Mm -hmm. didn't want to. It's one of the two, you know? Yeah. And, uh, there's something about Texas. This is not, I, I'm going to bring the, I'm going to say this without, uh, hopefully making any of my Texas friends mad, but almost every time that I've been to Texas to, uh, to an RC car race, there's been some sort of altercation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Harlingen Nats in 2005 that I went to some guy that I was pitting next to was all mad at these kids playing football inside of this big, huge, gigantic arena. And I like said something to him and then they got, got all freaky on me. And so then I was like, ah, I'm not going to talk to that guy anymore. And then mm-hmm. around that same time period. And then there was that in 2011, the, uh, RC pro series race one year that was in that, that giant horse arena. I remember, the marshals basically didn't give a crap. And so my, one of my qualifiers, like I crashed in one of the giant holes that were in that track and the marshals lo- just sat there and looked at my car and then they started the race. And then the guy that crossed the loop first 
past me while I was still upside down waiting for a marshal. And I got put back on the track finally. And I tried cutting the track and then I got yelled at for that. And then I was, and then after the race, I'm like, dude, like, like you started the race while I was upside down. Like, why are you, why are we not paying attention to this? And then finally, the best one was, this is my Texas story. I think this is probably where we're going to end on the RC pro series. Some year, Johnny cool guy was, a, was the name of the track down there. My friend, Ben Bertle and I went down there. Okay. Your friend, Ben. ben yeah. Ben, Ben's my friend. Uh, could still be okay. my friend. I haven't seen him in a long time, but, uh, but Ben Bertle and I went down there. It was, it was like nine hours to get to Dallas. We're there. We're in the pits. Um, the track was nothing I'd ever seen before. It was blown out, red, hard dirt, uh, really never got any water. It was RC pro series. So all the starts were those drop gate starts. And I was, I'd never done that before. So I was just mm-hmm. getting hammered, hammered all week with, uh, with cars and people and, and all this other stuff. And I finally had one good qualifier. I was driving my Mugen MBX five. They had this uphill section that was just obliterated big clods coming out of every single time that you, you drove up there. And then that you turn and they had this like wood thing that you went over and it was actually kind of cool, but I was on a really good qualifier. I was winning the race, came up to this section hit this clod, this clod flipped my car over and the marshals standing literally right there next to my car and didn't look at it. And so I was like, like, Hey dude, you know, I'm right there. So this guy looks at my car, looks up at the driver's stand, grabs the car by the wing, by the back of the wing, goes off like two lanes over and chucks it behind the scoring thing that they had, which was basically this, um, it was a, uh, uh, you know, those small like construction, uh, mobile home thingies. That's what they yeah. had, right? That's what they like had. The portable. Yeah. The portables. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he chucked it behind there and I'm up in the dress and like, Oh my God, freaking out. Like what's going on. This has never happened before ever. And never happened before in my life. I wasn't even like doing anything. Like I was revving my engine up because he was standing right there and he wasn't, he wasn't doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, some other person puts me back down. I, I drive and I'm just like, I cannot believe that that just happened. And then a couple more times I'm going, they had this like whoop section before there. And this marshal, again, the same guy was like in the way. <laughs> and so I, I didn't hit him, but I like, kind of like, kind of like didn't really give a crap at that point. So I was fully pegged through this whoop section. So I probably almost hit him and that was kind of mm-hmm. on purpose, but that was after the whole thing had happened. Yeah. So anyway, so I get my car. And, uh, we go down to the pits and we're sitting in this pit area and, uh, with, with me and Ben and it's super hot. It's like 105 degrees out or something like that. I actually took my jeans that I was wearing and cut them and turned them into like, like white trash <laughs> jean shorts at that point. Cause I was so hot. <laughs> just couldn't help it anymore. And I see this guy coming and he walks by me and I go, I go, Here we go. <laughs> I go, Hey dude. Hey. And I stick out my thumb like this and I'm like, good job. <laughs> and he was like, what? And I'm like, good job, man good job. You ruined my entire weekend. We came all the way down here from Nebraska. Great job. Way to, way to represent RC, bro. It's being totally sarcastic the way I normally, you know, the way I am, mm-hmm. but I'm usually not, I don't confront people a lot. Even if I am pissed at them, I don't really yeah. do that at the track. You won't see me do that at the track in like, unless somebody starts some crap, but Oh the, yeah. I but, mean, I won't start it, but I'll right. finish it. But that was one of the, <laughs> that was one of the instances where I saw this guy and I just couldn't, I couldn't help myself. I was just like, I just wanted to say something so bad. And so him and this big dude that he was with, like, like, like wandered over 
And uh, we, yeah. we were like face to face. It was bad. And Carlton had to like come break it up and everything like that. And something I'm not proud of, but, but at some point you just got to be like, you got to defend yourself. Taken advantage of. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I decided I wasn't going to race eight scale anymore that weekend. I was done. I like, that was my one shot to get a good qualifier in. It got ruined by this guy. I was steaming. I was mad, but I was doing really good in gas truck. So gas truck goes up. I'm like, I'm going to race my gas truck. So I go up there. I'm in the race. I get on the driver's stand and there's the dude standing like mm-hmm. four or five people over. And I'm like, oh no, this guy's in my main. Cause there was only like 12 of us racing gas truck at the time. And so that was that. So I'm, I'm in second place. I think Kyle Skidmore won the race, but I was in mm-hmm. second. I was doing fine. They had this gigantic jump that was all beat up and blown out. So there's no way you're going to actually clear it in gas truck. So we were all rolling this thing so we could just survive the 30 minute main or whatever it was. And I see this guy out of the back, out of the corner of my eye, I'm coming up to roll this jump. And I see this guy coming around and he's hauling the mail. And it's clear to me that he's aiming for my truck. Okay. And so, Mm -hmm. so I, instead of, instead of actually rolling the jump, like we were supposed to do, I, I actually just drove out of the way. Like I drove off the side of it because I knew what was happening. And this guy sent his gas truck his I believe it was a RC10T just sending it up there he got super air and then he landed on the back which of course breaks the back bulkhead so he broke his truck and when I saw that I couldn't help myself I was like (laughs) (laughs) and then finished the race and then that guy and I never talked to each other ever again after that I don't even know who he is to be honest with you maybe he's watching the show that's awesome yeah that'd be sweet if you're watching the show you suck. Sorry. But uh, yeah. there you go. Come to Nebraska and race. Yeah, come to Nebraska <laughs> and race, bro. Anyways, so there's my Texas story. You had a good one. I had a good one. That was a long time ago. I don't remember what race that was. It had to be like 2005 or six, something like that. I regret not racing in the heyday of gas truck. Yeah. I wish I raced then. Bob Hamilton asked a question. It came across my screen. What is uh, it? I, I, heard, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was... Uh, I kind of read it real quick while you were talking, but it was like, what would you be doing if you weren't doing RC? Yeah. I have no idea. I probably have a lot more money. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Better than that, I have no I idea. Yeah, I would. I have no clue. I have I, no I have no real actual life skills. So I would probably be like a manager at Subway or something. That's my guess. <laughs> I don't know what I'd be doing. I mean, <laughs> I, I, it's probably something with race cars, uh, that or scooters or motorcycles, something with an engine. I love anything with an engine. Yeah, that's see, and my, I, I'm not an engine guy. It's my thing. I'm I totally oblivious anything to anything that has to do with engines on on real stuff. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. my that's my passion. Anything yeah. with the motor. I like racing. I just don't know how I would do anything else with racing, other than this. Yeah. I so. consider myself pretty fortunate to get in go-karts as young as I did for as long as I did. Yeah, and there's not true. a lot of people that can say they did that, but I don't know. Maybe I just keep doing go-karts. Yeah, you I mean, probably uh, would. Uh, some friends of mine, the, some friends of mine, that's all they do is go-karts still. It's yeah. like they never, it's, it's like they never graduated and anything else. And that's what they enjoy. You know, I mean, it's like kind of like how we look at RC, you know, Yeah. but I'm sure I'd probably just be doing that or something mm-hmm. with motorcycles. Yeah, I can't even I can't even think of anything I would do otherwise. Uh okay, we better go. That's been a long time. It's a long show.
we, we basically talked about nothing for yeah. uh for a good hour and 10 minutes we did really good this time hey uh yeah, don't forget I'll... don't forget please don't forget that uh pivot lending uh, group.com pivotlending.com is our sponsor pivot lending group is the name of the company if you uh call them up make sure that you get uh, don zoller or aiden olson's dad uh david olson and uh, <laughs> their promotion of $500 lender credit or 0.125 off of your rate. When you mention the Hobbyplex show, we want to have that. We want somebody out there to get a home loan or a refinance or something like that using that promotion. That would make my, that would make my year so far. Yeah, that'd be sweet. It's a good time to buy, I hear. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That's all we got. Thanks for tuning in. I'm so excited to get the live stream up the right way. And uh, now we figured yeah. it out. We're going to do this pretty much every Monday. So how about that? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, I, my my wife, uh, I come home like oh, I got the podcast tonight. She's like, oh, yeah, I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my wife asked me to cook tonight <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I got the podcast to do. Can't cook tonight. Just bring home a pizza. Yeah, something. All right. Yeah, and this is all when this is all over with. I'll have to come and do a live one. And yep. Then- We'll have to go get dinner like we did that one night. Yep, that was fun. All right, man. I'll uh, I'll check you cool. later. Everybody yeah, else. Check you later. Thanks for tuning See in. See you on the flip flop. <laughs>